everyone. This is JJ Outlaw. And I'm T Outlaw. And you are listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast. Um, as always, you can catch me, JJ Outlaw, on Twitter at JJ Outlaw. You can listen to me on... <laughs> listen to me. I did it again. I did it last week, too. But I guess listen to me could work um, on the Instagram because I'm at Gourmet Goober on Instagram. And... We recently started our own IGTV channel with Instagram, so you can see and listen to me. <laughs> see, there you go. You can email us at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. Um, we are on Facebook, although, to be honest, we don't aggressively use Facebook as much as we'd like, at um, the Gourmet Goober blog. And, of course, there's thegourmetgoober.com, so just a variety of ways to get a hold of us <laughs> and you heard his voice already so far on the podcast i'm here with my um hubby and bff and all around that dude big daddy aka t outlaw hi that would be me where, t outlaw where can they catch you online uh you can catch me online at twitter uh, <laughs> that being t outlaw t-o-u-t-l-a-w on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiala Josie Wells, like the movie. All right, awesome. Well, you are listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Um, if you're a new listener, you may um, be interested to know we always start out our podcast talking about how our things went this week. And so, how was your week, Big Daddy? Uh, my week, for the most part, was very fairly serene. <laughs> um, nice. Yes, I give thanks during Thanksgiving uh, for the ability to go to work, earn a paycheck, do the things I need to do to help take care of my family. Yes, I worked on Thanksgiving. Yes, I worked work on, on Thanksgiving. Now. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is my thing. I do work on Thanksgiving and most of the time. And this time, yes, I worked on Black Friday, so no Black Friday deals for me, nor Cyber Monday, nor Giving Tuesday. Um, even though, yeah, for the most part, it was serene. I just did my thing. It was a workman's like uh, week for me, so nothing really happened. But uh, once again, I like to give thanks for the ability to get up and go to work, and also the ability to have enough air in my system. To get through a week where I was feeling a little under the weather. So, for the most part, I was doing okay. So, for the most part, yes, I give thanks for God giving me the breath. God giving me the ability to use my hands to do work and to do his bidding. Okay. Well, it sounds like you had a lot going on. And like I said, you always work during Thanksgiving. And to be fair... You guys, um, part of it is what you do because of you work in media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the type of media you do, dealing with sports, unfortunately, there's always, like I tell people all the time, they're like, why is it your husband work every Thanksgiving? I'm like, well, first of all, the news happens every Thanksgiving. I don't know about you. So <laughs> you expect to get a paper every day if you do subscribe to a paper. Well, that's kind of important. So, yeah, he's got to be there. There's no holiday. And then, too, given what you do, Thanksgiving's like full of football games and stuff. So, just like Christmas, Christmas is usually full of that too. Although that's different because that's your birthday. But, but yeah, as 
as a general rule, um, we just are used to celebrating Thanksgiving a little bit earlier, a little bit later, because usually very early in the day, you have to run and catch a train to make it to downtown Chicago. Yes. So, so yeah. Um, I wish I could say that my last couple of weeks have been as serene. It has not been. It has been really, really stressful. Um, <laughs> this week alone, I've worked, let's see. I know I worked six days this last week, so I have one day off. And then the times that I have worked have been 10 and 12 hour days. Um, because I work for a nonprofit and this is an extremely busy time of year with donations. And then in the midst of this, I'm writing a grant and designing a newsletter and um, Big Daddy's kind of giving me the stink eye because he's worried about all the burning the candles at both ends that I've been doing. Yeah, because for the most part during the year, uh, part of your job and the job of a lot of people uh, within this industry is soliciting donations and helping people come, you know, receive these gifts. And the thing is, like, most of the year it's all, like, you know, about, like, please help us do this or please help support us during this point. And we're now at the point where, okay, all this support is pouring in, uh, whether it be through Thanksgiving to Christmas. And now your job and the job of other people within is to receive these gifts and best distribute them. So that can be taxing for the people who are laboring to get these uh, efforts taken care of. So I give thanks to the Gourmet Goober also for being able to handle all this, but it can wear her down too. Yeah, it's been a long couple. It's been a long couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, to the point where I, I think I kind of just sat in my car <laughs> and was like, well, just sleep in so beyond stress. Um, but there was some highlights like this month, a lot of the grants that I wrote earlier the year come in and all of them have come in. Like I've got awarded all the grants that I applied for. So if you're a grant writer, you know that that's something that's, a really stressful time. In fact, one of the grants in particular, I was so sure we were not going to get. And it we got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I went and told the executive director and she was really thrilled. And she took me to the different offices to let them know that I got it. And I just kind of went in my office and shut the door for a minute and just kind of cried. <laughs> I can laugh now, but it was not laughing funny at the time because I was just absolutely just tired and just blown away that I got it. And it was just like, Oh my God, what, <laughs> what's going on? Wait a minute. Did they take your front? And they were just like, Oh, she just brought us in some money. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. She bringing you know, in some cash. You know, you know, they should. Yes. Cause <laughs> last week alone, I brought in with the number of grants that I got, it was a lot of money. It was over a hundred thousand. Which you, was women? Did, did you get a little, little, little something to scratch? No, with? no, no. I don't. They don't do that. And they, you're they, not they don't like to. you know y'all are throwing money up in the air like you know. <laughs> no one is it making like, it rain. No one is making it rain. But did you at least make it drizzle? <laughs> I gotta thank you. <laughs> thank you. Nothing. I'm talking about like 
you know, like y'all just be like rolling around and just be like, I'm bringing in the money like Oprah. Okay. No one is rolling around like Scrooge McDuck in the money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, that said, there were some highlights of my week. Um, and I think part of the reason why is I obviously I'm really, oh, let me take a step back. I'm obviously really happy that I got um, all the grants. And I, I think part of it is I'm just running on fumes right now. So next week, um, this upcoming week, I actually worked five days. I have two days off in a row. Well, kind of, I still have to finish a couple grant applications, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is at least it's not going to be so um, stressful that I can actually, I don't know, get some rest, which is important. Um, and it kind of leads me to thinking about how I want to spend my 2020 and what things I want to value. Um, but that's for another conversation. But um, highlights, highlights of my week. There were some bright spots. Okay. One bright spot of my week is that um, we launched a store. Yay! So last since you guys have um, last heard the Gourmet Goober, um, we now have a merchandise store because over the time that we've been recording the Gourmet Goober, there's been a couple things that we've said that you know, listeners have said, oh my gosh, you should totally put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so we took your advice and we did. <laughs> yes, we did. So now you guys can check it out. Um, if you want to go and I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's shop.spreadshirt.com backslash plum good. Um, plum good is spelled P-L-U-M-G-O-O-D-E. But you can check out some of the cool stuff that um, we have as far as merch. That sounds silly, but we're official now that we have merchandise. <laughs> That's right. We have a store. So thus, y'all got to come on in. We got to get that hookup. Come on. Help brother and sister out. <laughs> well, yes. Well, they are some cool things for the holidays, just in case <clears throat> you guys are Christmas shopping. Everything from Gooberland, which comes from the blog, by the way, and it's the nickname that some of our readers have given the blog over the years, Gooberland, mm -hmm. um, to my personal all-time faith that my dad has said that he wants it on his own sweatshirt for the holidays. Um, my personal mantra of being a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet. <laughs> because that's the gourmet goober. That is pretty goober. much my life, actually. A little gourmet, a lot, a lot ratchet. ratchet. <laughs> so if you ever wanted that on a mug or a T-shirt, um, Come on through. Just kind of hook up. And I think we even have some discounts as well. So I'll put that in the um, show notes as well. So it's kind of cool that we have that. The other thing that it was totally the highlight of my week comes courtesy of Big Daddy. Da, 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 da. I am going to the NBA Rising Stars game. Woo! <laughs> So if you don't know what that is, um, NBA, um, the National Basketball Association, every year they have their All-Star Game, which is a place for a lot of veterans, a lot of current um, athletes, some of the best in the world, in the league. Um, they bring in the WNBA as well. It's kind of like this weekend-long celebration of everything professional basketball. And I 
growing up in Indianapolis, am a NBA fiend. So much so that one of the highlights of every year, no matter what, is the NBA All-Star Weekend for me. With the dunk contest, with the All-Star game itself. I love everything about it. I've always loved everything about it. Um, And the NBA usually kicks off the weekend every year um, when they go to different cities. And this year, they're or in 2020, rather, they are going to Chicago this season. And so they kick off the All-Star Weekend every season with the Rising Stars Challenge. And they've had different versions of this over the years, but right now the Rising Stars Challenge, the way they do it, is usually they have the best rookies and the best sophomores play each other, right? So when they announced that they're coming to Chicago, I told Big Daddy, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to an NBA All-Star event. That is my dream. I've never missed an All-Star game in my entire life. I've never missed an NBA All-Star Saturday in my entire life. I have to do something. It's in our backyard in Chicago. And somehow or another, Big Daddy pulled it together and was able to get us tickets to the Rising Stars game on Friday night. I'm just so thrilled. So I already told people at work, like, don't ask me to write any grants. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm dipping out that weekend. You're not going to see me. And it's going to start off with that game. <laughs> so basically, if I turn around on like, you know, if I get there by Monday and I don't see the gourmet goober, then I'm thinking she's probably left with one of those NBA all-stars. But for the most part, yes. Well, Dirk is not weekend. playing. I'm not going to run off of Dirk. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully he's in Germany somewhere, like, you know, counting his Wiener Schnitzel or Dusseldorf <laughs> or whatever. Big Daddy has a problem with my fandom with Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, her, her we fan. We have talked about this before. He is gumbo worthy, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no. But anyway, no, she was able to give me the link, and I was able to. Finished the deal. And yes, yeah, so we're going to in person to see the NBA All Star Rising Stars Classic um, in Shack Town. And hopefully we will see what comes from that. You know, there's also a fan experience that we may check out just depending on how the weekend goes. Yeah, we're talking about going to the fan experience as well, which sounds like it's going to be pretty cool, right? It's going to be what, at Navy Pier? Yes. And Navy Pier, um, especially during uh, special events, holidays, New Year's, uh, summer, always lit. So the most important thing is that, you know, being at the fan experience and checking out, you know, the ins and outs will be uh, part of our little entourage. We're going to try to make that happen. Yeah. Now, ultimately, what I would love to do is also go to All-Star Saturday and to the game itself. And just to make it clear, you guys, when I tell you that I have never missed an episode of the NBA All-Star game and the All-Star Saturday night, the contest that takes place um, before the game, I am not kidding. Like when Big Daddy and I met in college, there were very few rules that I gave my students when I was an RA. But one of the things I straight out told them every year is like, look, Unless the building is burning the hell down, the fuck down, do not interrupt me doing an all-star game. If I miss Reggie Miller in the three-point contest because y'all had a fight, 
Oh, it's on. You and I can't be friends. <laughs> when Big Daddy and I had our first real date, <laughs> we went, remember that? We went to semi-formal and it was on All-Star Weekend. And yeah, I All-Star said, yeah. look, I'll go with you oh, to the semi-formal. This is a big date for us. But you know what else? We have to take the All-Star game because I can't miss it. So we actually, on our first date, this is a true story. We go out and we have this amazing time. It was the first time we saw each other dressed up. What were we, like 2021? Yes. Yeah. And it was a long time ago, you guys. But it was a big date. It was like, I think that was even the first time we kissed. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was the first time that you and I had kissed. That's right. (laughs) I deliver. But we came back after that date. And I was like, look. I have to know who won the tongue contest. <laughs> so we sat in your room and we watched the dunk contest. <laughs> I kept my hands where they were supposed to be. Yes, he did behave himself. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is it's like a huge part of my life. When I miss it, my dad sometimes calls me and like, oh my gosh, are you watching this? Did you see the dunk contest? It's just always been a part of my life and so to be so close to the all-star game and not be able to actually experience it would just be so wrong so i'm just so thrilled that big daddy did that that let me just tell you my friday was so bad because i worked like 10 hours no 11 hours yeah it was 11 hour day it was a two-hour commute i had taken the train and i missed my train which means that I had to wait another two hours to get home. So I didn't get home to like 10 o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. But the highlight when you said, hey, I know you're having a bad day. Let me brighten it for you by telling you I got these tickets. That was everything. So Big Daddy has won the lottery for best hubby ever. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And going into next year when it's in where? It's in Indianapolis. I'm so excited. JJ Outlaw's hometown. Yeah, so the All-Star Weekend is going to be in Indianapolis for 2021. So I'm just warning you guys now, there will be no podcast that weekend. (laughs) It'll just be me wilding out in my hometown, um, just trying to enjoy myself. Um, Hopefully the ticket prices will be much less than it is in um, in Chicago, though, because... Part of the reason why that we had to settle for the Rising Stars game, you guys, was because the expense to go see the All-Star game is just insane. So they put out these prices, and I'm not sure if they're going to price them individually so you can just go to the game or you can just go to All-Star Saturday. And I guess if I have to choose, what would you choose? If you had to choose between the two of them, I guess I would choose All-Star Saturday because it's just, it's like such a, big part of our life like like we try never to miss a dunk contest like if you had to choose between buying tickets to the all-star game and then the saturday prior which would you choose no i'm gonna be contrarian and say i would rather go to the all-star game really see the stars like i mean i know the stars stars are gonna be there on all-star saturday i mean most of the stars are in the building but sometimes you'll have one or two that are with their families or you just don't see them because they're like on the You'll have some stars who are participating in the skills competitions, but some of the biggest stars are just kind of like on the sidelines. They're like in street clothes or 
whatever, and you don't really see them perform. I would rather see the athletes. I know even if it's an exhibition clowning around, I would truly rather see the spectacle of the introductions, the halftime show. I would rather see the all-star game than the all-star skills competition, but that's just me. Honestly, I mean, yes, all things being equal, of course I'd love to go see the game, but the All-Star Weekend, I mean, I've always dreamt of being in the audience of being able to um, vote for the the dunk contest. <laughs> that just seems like it's really cool every year, and they hold up the thing, and it's like a whole experience. So I've always wanted to do that. That said, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that in Chicago. We might be able to pull it off in Indianapolis, because the prices in Chicago are just insane. So... We decided mm-hmm. to check it out and we're like, okay, what if we just like saved and just like totally did it? And the prices for it, like they have something that's called their all-star. What is it called again? It was their all-star experience. So their package includes the all-star Saturday night um, access to the skills challenge, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. You get tickets to the 69 annual NBA all-star game on that Sunday they give you a gift. Um, you have a souvenir um, lanyard. And then there's a two-hour pregame hospitality at Fulton Market, which, wait, isn't Fulton Market a little bit further from yeah, the United so West Center? Loop, yeah. Why would they do that? That's, so, wait, so. It's in Shishi neighborhood, yes. But this is before the actual Ulcer game. I just realized this in Fulton Market. Fulton Market is how how far would you say Fulton Market is from the United Center where they're playing the game? Mile and a half, two miles. And that doesn't seem far until you realize that with Chicago traffic, a mile and a half, two hours can be like an eternity. Seriously. It's like New York traffic minus 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It really is. But at the Fulton Market, um, you'll get to meet players and legends. They have an open bar gourmet food, you can take autographs and interactive experiences. Well, for one person um, at the cheapo seats, I'm talking about seats at the All-Star Game and All-Star Saturday Night that is completely obscure behind the basketball goals. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can't see anything unless you're like looking at the big screen. For those tickets, it's $2,599 for one person. Good Google Mobile. <laughs> Um, and if you wanted to sit on the bottom, like the lower level on the sidelines for one person, it's $14,999. I'm thinking for that much, I'm, I would want to have like Dennis Rodman come back and kick me in the leg. <laughs> I was thinking for that much, I might want to sit with Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that's how much Mark Cuban for it. Yeah. <laughs> I might be able to pitch a thing up for Shark Tank to him. Yes. <laughs> we have Steve Ballmer like pass me some popcorn or something for that price. Might as well. Oof. I'm like, for that much, I want, you know, I need a lock of uh, Quiet Leonard's Dread or something. <laughs> so clearly with those prices, we are not going to the All-Star Game in Indiana or in Chicago. But I'm betting that the prices will probably be lower in Indianapolis, wouldn't you say? I'm thinking about the price of um, the price of expansion. I'm like, I'm not so sure. 
It might not be as much as Chicago, but I'm sure it'll be damn close. Well, nevertheless, I'm hoping that we can go. And my parents live in Indianapolis. My dad, especially, who taught me how to love the NBA, he's going to be there. So we're going to work to hopefully, we're just throwing out in the universe, find a way to take our dad to the All-Star game. Because I think that that would just be just the best present we can ever get him. Um, Because he loves it so much. Um, If you think I'm an NBA All-Star fiend, he's just as crazy. Like, if Daddy misses a dunk contest, we talk about it excessively the next day. I know, because you've had to sit through those conversations. Yeah, I'm just sitting in a corner like, <laughs> well, here they go again. Geek in one and geek two. <laughs> it's good stuff. Hey. NBA nerd one, NBA nerd two. So, anyway, now that we've talked way more than we probably should have about the All-Star game, let me just say publicly, thank you, um, Big Daddy, for getting that for me. That... <laughs> That is the world's best Christmas present. So yeah, which you. is great now. But, you know, by the time we get to the this weekend or this Friday, I'm sure in February it will be extra special chili cold <laughs> as opposed to some of the other places that, you know, the NBA All-Star game has been to. And I'm sure we're just going to be all nestled together in our, like, extra, extra big coats ready for this game. So I'm just going to have to get prepared now. Yes. You know what, though? The best tickets in town will not be the NBA All-Star game at all that weekend. You know where everyone's trying to get tickets to or find a way in? The Chicago Idol Show? No. Kenny Anderson's All-Star Party. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no, not Kenny Anderson. Kenny Smith's. Oh, the Jet. Yeah. Okay. Because every year, Kenny Smith, he's a former NBA player. Now he's an analyst for TNT Sports. Um, he co-hosts Inside the NBA which, with Shaq, with Charles Barkley, um, and with Ernie. <laughs> McKenna and Ernie. And, you do the best yeah. Charles Barkley impression. I, I don't do the best Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley does the best me. <laughs> I'm just saying, all this is just terrible. <laughs> I don't quite understand. Shaq is always just shacking a fool. <laughs> I don't get it, but I'm thinking, yeah, if there's a Kenneth Smith experience in Chicago, I'm thinking of Charles, that being me, and Shaq getting drunk and, I don't know, ended up skinny dipping in Lake Michigan. <laughs> this might be kind of scary. Okay, Charles. <laughs> the Chuckster is alive and well, yes. So we don't get sued by Chuck. <laughs> oh, Chuck ain't coming for me. He know I'm just a knucklehead. <laughs> but seriously, every year... Kenny Smith throws an all-star party and it is supposedly the stuff of legends. And you got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows some, know somebody. Um, I'm talking. The dude next to the, the other dude, dude playing the other dude. This guy is another dude. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know that dude to get in. <laughs> so I got to find a dude named Black. <laughs> so my question to you is, can you pull like some of that magical media working in the press kind of thing to get us a ticket to that party. No. <laughs> you just straight up said no. No. Computer says no. <laughs> you are not that dude. <laughs> no, I'm not that dude or the dude <laughs> next to the dude who playing the dude. <laughs> Disguised as another dude. That's right. I didn't call you a piccolo player, <laughs> an NBA player, or an influencer. No, I'm not that dude. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, I'm going to throw it out to the universe. Maybe we'll run into somebody. Kenny, if you're listening, we we promise we'll be great. Yeah, just I'll, yeah I'm just saying, if, yeah, if <laughs> Kenny Jeff Smith is listening, dude, I will at least come and wash one of your cars. <laughs> one of your many, many cars. <laughs> I don't even care you know, if I can wash your kid's car or something. I, if I got to wash a car, I got to wash a car. Yeah, um, apparently his parties are usually well-attended. Hollywood um, celebrities usually go. NBA stars used to go. And it's kind of like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I've heard some rumors of what happens at Kenny's parties. But every year I just hear that he just goes off the chain with it. And if you attend an All-Star weekend, that's really the goal is to try to get into Kenny Smith's party. Wait, but didn't like didn't a couple of dudes get traded like you no know, in the middle of Kenny's party? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Kenny's parties are wild, from what okay. I understand. Kind of scary. <laughs> so the last crazy thing that happened this week actually kind of intersects with what we'll be talking about later on, which is the best thing I ate this week. Because during this week, I, um, to be honest. I usually try to cook things in advance and either freeze them or things like that. So we have dinner this week. I have just been so crazy busy that I've not had time to cook. And so I've stopped at a couple places. I thought we were going to talk about it. I don't know where you were going with it. I was sitting here thinking about, okay, one day this week I decided to like cook sausage that I had in the freezer. And apparently I put a little bit too much express over the top of it. Okay, I wasn't even going to mention that. I still want to know why you put espresso on top of the sausage. I read that somewhere. I don't even want to know where that recipe came from, but oh my if you God. soak it in uh, <laughs> espresso for a little while and then cook it really fast, it's supposed to have um, therapeutic uses or something. And it, where and did you even get that? <laughs> I forgot where I read this, but I, I thought it was supposed to be because we were trying a low-sodium diet, and I thought... Um, in uh, absentia of the the salt, I would try this because I would give it a little kick. Apparently, I gave it too much of a kick. And, oh, Lord, that was the worst sausage I had in a while. You know, I wasn't even going to bring up the sausage. Um, I was going to talk about how I went to the seafood restaurant. Yes. And discovered the mukbang video. Oh, we will so be talking about that. <laughs> Oh my God. So there's this restaurant and I'll tell you guys about it a little bit later in a further segment that we have. We in every podcast called the best, uh, what's a segment rather we call the best thing we ate this week. And I can honestly say the best thing I ate this week came from this little restaurant that just opened like a month ago in Maryville and come to find out there are different places of it all throughout Chicago. Um, but while I was waiting for my meal to be prepared, um, I was just enthralled by this video um, that was playing on this big screen TV. It was hosted by a woman by the name of B loves. And she um, is a, a person who puts out mukbang videos on YouTube. And if you're not familiar with that, what they are basically is it started in Korea and now it's spread all throughout YouTube. There's a lot of American um, born individuals who are making videos in this trend too. And so basically what it is, is there's this person sitting at this table eating 
mass quantities of food. I can't even quantify how big the pile of food they're usually eating, right? I'm talking pasta. I'm talking seafood. I'm talking, there was this one I saw where there was just all sorts of fat food, a fried chicken, you name it. And they're sit and they're like eating this food on camera and talking to their audience. So B Loves is this woman that's based out of the United States. And her claim to fame is she really loves eating seafood. And I'm talking like these giant crab legs and things like that. And so she was talking with someone on camera and I just couldn't stop watching. And I was partially horrified by what I was seeing. Because <laughs> I had heard of a mukbang videos, actually a, a um, previous long-term volunteer that I work with and another nonprofit had tipped me off to this. But I've never actually seen one in person until I was waiting for my food to get prepared at this restaurant. And I was so enthralled. When Big Daddy came home from work, I was like, dude, drop everything. I have to show you something. <laughs> and I showed you the video. And B-Loves is one that's really, really popular. So like Cardi B is a fan. Um, there was one where Tokyo Vanity of Love and Hip Hop was on it. Um, Portia Williams and her sister from... Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta shot a video with her. Even CBS This Morning shot a video with her recently where they participated. And it's always the same thing. So you'll start off with this big plate of, um, sorry, big table full of food. She usually says grace with whoever she's eating with. They'll record um, a picture that they'll use as the cover for the YouTube. And then it's like, 30 minutes of them just diving in and you watch them eat and talk. So even now, Big Daddy, if you can see, he has this look of like horror. Because <laughs> when I showed it to you, you were just like, what the hell am I watching? Yes. And I'm like, I experienced this, so now you have to. <laughs> and you still, several days later, can't make heads or tells of it. No, no, I cannot. <laughs> At all. I'm sorry, I just, I, I, she presented this video to me, <laughs> and I'm, because I have seen some YouTube videos before of people, and as you would say, some amateur, some a little more professional, but they are giving their opinions on the food, but as, unless I'm wrong, the the purpose of this video is not like advertising the food or the place where the food is coming from, but it's more video about people talking while eating food. So my mind going all circular was you're here and you're just talking and not talking about anything special, just commiserating but you're just eating food and i'm watching you eat food and it's not just that it's just that they're binge eating so you're watching one person eat just 700 i mean several hundred thousand calories easily um in fact i read something in men's health that um the people who are mukbang stars they can inhale up to 4,000 calories in one sitting. So imagine that, eating well over a 
a day's worth of calories in one sitting and just the toy that that can take to your body. Mm -hmm. But it's a really popular trend. In fact, I read somewhere that um, people who put out these um, shows can make up to like $9,000 in like weekly. Watching people eat massive amounts of food. People are really into it. I'm not really sure if I'm, well, from what I've read, there's two reasons they're into it. One is just the spectacle, like me. Like, I was literally, it was to the point where when I was watching this, I, I my food was done. And the guy behind the counter is like, Miss um, Jennifer, because I gave him my name. It's done. And I looked at him and he looked at me. And I must have had this glazed over look on my face. He's like, yeah, your first time watching? I was like, yeah. And he said, most people usually get that way. <laughs> so I'm not the only one. But then the other thing is that, and I showed you as well, the, um, there are some people that are really into the sounds that comes from eating the food. So that, that there is um, something called on, on autonomous sensory meridian response or ASMR. And so a lot of times the mukbang videos, they usually show people like crunching on things or you know, the sound that their hands make when they're like scraping the side of the bowl or things like that. And a lot of, there are some people who are really sensitive to those sounds and really like it. People who like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can give it, I'm, I don't know whether to put on my therapist hat or my <laughs> son of Mary, whatever, son of whatever hat. Because one of the first things my mama told me was never eat, you know, never talk to your mouth full. One. So that's the first reason why it freaked me out. Wait, would she think that way if she knew you're getting paid $9,000 per video? I don't care what she was thinking. She would probably say, you know, so you're going to kick in some of that 9000 but two, <laughs> close your mouth when you're eating, boy. So yeah, I'm sure, you know, if you're getting paid $9,000, that's, I'm not going to knock your hustle, but at the same time, I don't have a thing about people sitting there crunching. That don't get down for me. <coughs> so I guess. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. So I guess <coughs> my plan to quit my job and start a mukbang video. <laughs> mm. That's not something that you'd be down with. No, I I I can't. I'm sorry. I don't would really enjoy watching me eat something like that. In fact, I don't know if anything that I could eat mass quantities of on camera and be okay with. Because I I'm a foodie and I love food. Mm. But I'm trying to think, is there anything that I could, like, binge eat? Wait. Plain m ms <laughs> Maybe plain m &Ms. No, I couldn't do that either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably would over sugar at that point. But so is there anything that you, if you were forced to do a mukbang video where you would have to like eat like a wide quantity of something, what would it be? The closest thing I would say that, and maybe this isn't a mukbang tradition, the, the first thing that would come to my mind is I can eat probably a decent quantity of rice. I can do rice pretty hard. But I don't think it'd be exciting to watch someone just eat rice. I'm not to say I know that it wouldn't have a crunching sound or anything like that. Well, no, but. no. It's just like I'm trying to think of videos that I've seen because after seeing this video, I've been kind of mini obsessed 
So like when I was running back before I totally fell out asleep on the train on the ride home on Friday, I was looking at mukbang videos. Mm-hmm. Um, mukbang videos, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, okay. But I know pasta is a really popular one. And I was even thinking, I guess I could probably eat pasta. Um, I don't know if you have, you know what? Honestly, I do know something that I can eat a ton of. Crawfish. Yes, I would. I would actually binge eat crawfish. I would binge eat crawfish because I like can eat my weight in crawfish and then some. So yeah, her tenacity for crawfish <laughs> and the destruction of the crawfish in my mind is legendary. Yet another thing that Big Daddy has seen me do that's kind of horrifying and intriguing at the same time. <laughs> Probably about as good as my destruction of a chicken wing, but... Well, no, you're horrified because you... Like, if you've never eaten a crawfish, you guys, you have to pinch the tail and eat the meat out of the tail. And then you have to suck the juice out of the head. And it's the second part that horrifies you. No, pretty much the whole thing is... (laughs) The whole destruction of it is horrifying to me, but... That's just the whole spectacle that I did not know I was about to come into one day. (laughs) And I still married her. Yeah, he still married me. So, yeah, maybe that could be my side hustle. Because if people who know me know that I love a good side hustle, hence the store we open and other things that we do. So if you guys see a mukbang video on the Plum Good YouTube site was just me eating crawfish, just know that, you know, that's our attempt to get some of that sweet, sweet YouTube money. (laughs) So now that... I think we've exhausted our week with. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about um, some of the big things that we read about in pop culture this week in our What's Eating Us segment. So you're listening to The Gourmet Goober, and we'll be right back. Hey, Gooberland. This is JJ Outlaw, better known as The Gourmet Goober. Do you consider yourself gumberworthy? Maybe you're a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet. Well, if so, tell the world what your very own goober gear. From aprons and mugs to t-shirts and hoodies, it's the perfect way to support our show while telling the world that you're part of Gooberland. So just head over to gooberswag.com, that's gooberswag.com, and get your very own goober gear now. everyone we are back i'm jj outlaw and i'm t outlaw and you're listening to the gourmet goober podcast and now we're in the part of the podcast that we put out every um <laughs> i was gonna say every week but we're a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the things in pop culture um in the segment that we call what's eating us and this week there's a couple pocket <laughs> pockets <laughs> oh my god i am so slap happy you guys a um, couple topics that really come to mind when I talk about what's eating us. And I'm um, starting with something that I had just read and I was so horrified. I emailed you about it because you eat it Subway all the time. You really love their, what, their sweet onion chicken teriyaki? Yeah. I'm a, well, okay. First and foremost, like my favorite meal from Subway is walking in, grabbing a, a six inch or a foot long. If there's a foot long, a uh, steak and cheese. But yeah, my second favorite meal will always be the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. 
And now come to find out, according to the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, um, Yay, you might not be eating chicken if you're eating that. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, Subway recently sued journalists um, at the CBC. What's up with that? I'm a journalist. <laughs> okay, I know you're in your feelings a certain way because you are said journalist. Well, yes. not said journalist. I'm I am sued, a journalist. But you are a journalist. But here's the thing. If you ever thought something was a little bit off about Subway's chicken, you're not alone. So back in 2017, there was a team of reporters for the CBC um, and a show called Marketplace. And what they wanted to know was, yo, when you like order chicken at like a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, are you really eating chicken? And so here's what they found out. They went um, and got samples of Subway's chicken along with A&W's, McDonald's, Tim Hortons, which if you're not familiar, is a restaurant chain that is well known in Canada. And then they also went to Wendy's and they took it to a lab in Ontario and they wanted to test how much the chicken that's being served to people is chicken. Now, I know everyone all automatically assumes that you're eating chicken, but... I would the- assume, yes, that I'm eating chicken. <laughs> but the results were kind of shocking. So they found that eighty-eight between 88.5 and 89.5 chicken DNA in all of the samples, except for Subway. So Subway's quote-unquote oven-roasted chicken is not even close to being all chicken. In fact, it's only 53.6% chicken, and the chicken strips were even less at 42.8%. So if you're eating Subway chicken right now, you are not eating all chicken. In fact, the rest of it was soy protein. What the cluck? (laughs) I know, right? So they actually thought that they made a mistake. So they sent it to the lab again saying, yo, what's up with this? And it came back with the same results. So because they're journalists, what happened next was the team at Marketplace actually broadcast the results of the study. But they actually reached out to Subway in order to say, "Um, so what's up with the fact that you're not serving chicken? And Subway decided that they were not really happy with these collecting results. And so they filed a $210 million defamation suit saying that the story was recklessly and maliciously published and that the study lacked, quote-unquote, scientific vigor. So when it actually went to court, um, they actually, when they filed it, they actually um, submitted their own scientific evidence that the chicken was less than 1% filler. Well, the Ontario Superior Growth Court disagreed with that whole thing. So the suit was dismissed by the court this week, um, basically saying that there are few things in society more of more acute interest to the public than what they eat. To the mm-hmm. extent that Subway's products are consumed by a sizable portion of the public, me included, <laughs> the public interest in their composition is not too difficult to discern and establish on the evidence. So, of course, Subway's going to appeal. But here's the thing. I just kind of stumbled onto this report. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a foodie and I love all things food news and things like that, I consume a lot of it because I want to report it on the podcast. So two things come to mind. One, 
I had no idea that this report was out because this report was out since 2017 and it wasn't reported here as far as I can tell in the United States. Mm, true. And then two, dude, how can you get away calling something chicken when it's less than 50% chicken? <laughs> I mean, I know that I'm not asking everything that's in a big rib, but, or like, you know, when they talk about B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Okay. You know, you're not getting like, the whole thing there. <laughs> yeah. We understand that there are going to be some discrepancies, air quotes, um, between what they call filler in certain foods. But generally, if you say chicken, I'm expecting a yard bird. <laughs> so, damn it, yes, I'm a little disconcerted. But at the same time, as long as you tell me in some form or fashion that that the chicken that you're delivering to me isn't always chicken... Maybe I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. That being said, I'm sorry if you don't tell me it's not all chicken. I'm a little in my feelings. One, two, you're single journalist, but three, this is the same company that A hired Jared Fogle as your spokesman. Oh yeah. Who is definitely in a problematic stage right now. But two, this is also the same company that had A a little problem with getting the length of the the bread right. Oh, that's right. It wasn't a full foot long, right? Yes. It was not a full <laughs> 12 inches. And could have been I don't know. that. <laughs> yes. But still, yes. The full 12 inches American. I'm not sure what that, you know, centimeter size would be in Canada. But two, weren't we having a discussion not too long ago about the subway? What was it? The bread? Oh, yeah. That's right. So... Here's the thing. Um, several years ago, back in 2016, there was a petition that was actually put out um, by a blogger who actually tested the bread um, of Subway. And she urged the chain to remove something. Now, I, I'm just going to say in advance, y'all, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how to pronounce this. Mm. But I think it's called azodecarbonide. It's a substance that's also sound, found in yoga mats. It was actually found in Subway's bread. And so this blogger, who's known as the food babe, and I've read some of her stuff in the past, she basically discovered this. And then she asked, hey, Subway, I don't want to eat yoga mat with my food. But here's, here's the thing. Um, Subway wasn't alone in having that in their food. I don't know if people know this, but according to a report by Bloomberg, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, White Castle, and Jack in the Box all had the same chemical in their breads in 2014, but they've since gotten rid of it. Mm -hmm. So at some point, we were all eating yoga mats, basically, as breading. But Subway was one of the last restaurants to get rid of it. So um, the good news is they said that they've taken care of this now. But now, come to find out that their chicken is not even close to 50% chicken. So... <laughs> No, not to make any horrible jokes, but, you know, while you're doing, like, downward dog on your, your <laughs> bread, that could be problematic. I at least want to make sure that the chicken, because, you know, I'm a big fan of chicken, chicken. <laughs> that it's at least, I don't know, a good percentage of it being chicken, that would be helpful. But at the same time, it, it, just go ahead and call and just say, hey, we might have put some extra fillers in it. We can deal with, you know, the benefit of it if you can tell us that it is as such, 
without getting all in your feelings and trying to sue everybody or trying to tell people the truth. I mean, I'm just saying. I have to say, honestly, all things being equal, I have been really thinking a lot about this topic this week because if you call yourself something, I would imagine that you need to be over 50% of that substance. Yes. You know, so if you're less than 50% chicken, it's it's not really chicken, right? Yes. You're mostly soy protein. Soy protein. So sweet chicken, soy teriyaki. Sweet, sweet onion, soy teriyaki is what you're eating. Good Lord, help us all. <laughs> One, but... See, this and you've been eating like, yeah. an impossible burger. You've been eating it all along. Oh, that's it. I'm done. I'm mad now. <laughs> See, everybody's trying to sneak that stuff in on me. When I ask for meat, I want meat. This almost goes back to the Jessica Simpson discussion about chicken of the sea. Oh, is no. it really always chicken? It is was it? tuna. <laughs> Are we sure it is what it is? Because apparently somewhere has been jammed us up. Like the whole time, maybe Jessica Simpson was right. Was it really chicken or was it really something else? Okay, first of all, you know, chicken of the sea is really tuna, right? Yes, okay, that we know of. <laughs> we want to make sure that's wait a minute, is it sorry? Like, I just want to make sure Charlie ain't lying to me. Oh my goodness, so just buyers beware. Obviously, anytime that you go to a fast food restaurant. What you're expecting to get is not always what you wind up with on your plate. And kudos to those reporters at the CBC for reporting this. So this is actually pretty great reporting. Um, but yeah, that's that's, that's kind of hella disturbing. <laughs> this goes back to, you remember when I said the worst thing I ate that one time was from Subway was when they did that brisket? Oh, yeah. That wasn't on the up and up. And I was starting to wonder, like, Maybe was it really fully beef? <laughs> Or was it something else? Did y'all stick a lot of soy product and then like cover it up with um <coughs> with some, uh liquid smoke? I'm starting to wonder now. I think they were flaming on us. Well, whatever. Well, I guess we ain't getting that subway promotion either. <laughs> no, I don't think after the way we um <laughs> dog subway. And I apologize, guys. Big Daddy has a little bit of the sniffles, so. <laughs> no, that's a full-blown cold. <laughs> but I'm powering through. But, yeah, that's the idea that you're eating something that's less than even 50% chicken kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So, again, kudos to those great journalists at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation for unfurling that. Blame Canada. <laughs> and speaking of leaving a bad taste in your mouth, um, the other thing that came about that really kind of got us talking over the break um, since we were last um, recording the podcast was this mess with America's Got Talent. And if you guys haven't heard about it, so basically in a nutshell, back in on around Thanksgiving, I think it was on the 26th, mm. um, there was a report that two of the four hosts on America's Got Talent, both female, uh, both female were let go. And at the time when they released Gabrielle Union and Julianne Huff, 
there was a report that came out in Variety that basically part of the reason why Gabrielle was released was that they had ruled her to be problematic. Um, but under further review, what actually happened is that Gabrielle was released because she was trying to make the workplace at America.talent to be one in which it was um, kind of a good environment for everybody. And there were several incidents Incidents. <laughs> Instances. Instances. <laughs> We're recording really late, you guys, so. I'm trying to use my proper voice in saying this, but yes, in the instance of Miss Union. But um, there was this article that was released by Yashir Ali on mm-hmm. Vulture that really took hold online. And so there was behind-the-scenes um, talk about why she was really let go. Now, at the time in which she was, quote-unquote, fired, they said, oh, no, she wasn't fired. We just like to cycle through hosts just to make sure it's fresh and keep the audience engaged. Although I always find it interesting. They never cycle through the, the male hosts, only the women hosts. So when Gabrielle was let go, um, it was because of the fact that she had a very tense meeting with Simon Cowell, where she talked about several con- things that she was kind of concerned about. And she had several concerns that so she brought them up regularly in um, NPC. Mm-hmm. For one thing, Simon Cowell had a habit of smoking indoors, which, by the way, is illegal. You cannot smoke indoors in a workplace like that. In Los Angeles? Um, yes. And okay. in a lot of different spaces as well. And so it was um, something that was affecting her because she is highly allergic to cigarette smoke. And she's asked him several times to not do it. And he just in- insisted on doing so. There were incidents that were um, reported where they had problems with Gabrielle's appearance. So that if you watch America's Got Talent, which I very rarely do, although I admit I watched it a lot last season because I am a fan of Gabrielle Union. No, you're not. I am. Okay, none of her personally. Okay. (laughs) But I've seen several of her shows. Okay. All right. When I say none of her personally, I'm not. I, I don't have issues with Miss Union. What he's referring to is Gabrielle was is married to Dwayne Wade. Yes. And when Dwayne Wade moved to Chicago and played recently for the Chicago Bulls, I made fun of the fact that I knew that she wasn't going to be living in Chicago. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Khloe Kardashian allegedly being in Cleveland. Let me use the word allegedly. Yeah, I was just like, we're not going to see her. Um at Garrett's popcorn soon. No, and she, I was yeah. right. I was yeah. right. So I don't think she spent a great deal of time in the city of Chicago. I, I just okay. I personally love my home. Okay, we've had Adopted. this conversation last week. I love Chicago. I consider myself to be a Chicagoan, so I take great offense when people don't love it as much as I do. Reunite. Like those, like those politicians who go on and like criticize Chicago. Yes, I kind of get all in my feelings because you know what. Don't diss my home, okay? I will I I will fight a brother for Chicago. I just love the city. It's, just say it's your workplace and keep moving. I live in Chicago. Don't. Let's not get into anyway. that conversation again. Yes. So, anyway. Um, but, no, I have nothing against her personally. It's just I made fun of that. But that's being the case. Um, they criticized her appearance several times. And apparently because... She's changed her hair as a black woman's want to do. And they said that 
you know, her hairstyles were quote unquote too black and the America's Got Talent audience won't connect with her because of that, which is crazy because do they not assume that black people watch this show? I mean, apparently she didn't watch y'all it got no Terry Crews as the host. Well, apparently he wasn't changing his hairstyle every week. <laughs> um, or like Nick Cannon, who, well, I'm sure he changed his turban a few times, but that was his own problem. And then there's an issue regarding a joke that was told by Jay Leno when he was a guest host on America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. um, as far as one of the guest um, judges. Where um, I guess there was a photo that was given to the judges and it was framed while he was there. And it was of Simon Cowell and his dogs. And Jay Leno made a racist joke about it. It looks like a menu at a Korean restaurant. And it was understandably problematic to the point where Gabrielle actually went to the producers and said, yo, this is not okay. And there was even reported there was an Asian staffer who was there at the time in which Jay Leno made that joke and he felt uncomfortable. Okay. And so when she recorded to that, um, she had talked a little bit about it um, and just made a number of just requests that, Hey, you know, this may not be the best environment for everybody. And because of that, she got a, a reputation for being difficult and they dropped her from the show instead of, I don't know, maybe taking her words to heart and wanting to create a better environment. So when I read this, this kind of upset me for a number of reasons, because um, as someone who works um, in nonprofit organizations and in the past work with organizations that supposedly focus on judge on justice but seeing hella problematic um, behavior from people who are supposedly interested in making an equitable workplace. I have been there and I've certainly felt for Gabrielle to have herself dismissed over doing what she thought was the right thing for everybody in such a public way. I personally would never, let, let me take it back. I know that I've had to go and address issues where someone made statements that are not okay, um, either because they're racist or homophobic. Um, and these are leadership people that should know better. So having been in that situation, I know that that had to have been really tough for her. So kudos to her for wanting to stand up for the crew and not only just for the crew, but there's, you really should read this report in Vulture um, by the New Yorker because it goes through and it talks about how even there were segments on the show with people who were there, um, either as performers and did blackface at one point, what she called blackface hands, because um, there was a male contestant from Italy who was doing impressions of various singers. So when it came to the point of doing an impression of Beyonce, he slept on black gloves to... Um, even going as far as when there are drag performers asking them what's their preferred pronoun as a way of wanting to make the performers feel comfortable and having been cut off from that as well. And it's just very disappointing because we want to work in a workplace that everyone feels honored. And it just seems like from what I read in this article that the workplace that Simon Cowell, because he's an executive producer, and he's, I think he's the guy who founded America's Got Talent based on Britain's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just very disappointing that apparently he runs a workplace that isn't a very great place to work. And it's not a great place to work if you're not, you know, in the majority, shall we say. And so for her to stick her neck out and get fired for it, I really feel for her. But then the backlash that NBC got, and rightfully so, um, has led in an avalanche of just backlash on Twitter from Hollywood celebrities all coming to her defense saying, hey, this is not okay, to now... Um, I know that she, a couple days ago, had a long meeting with um, the producers at America's Got Talent. And, and from the people of the programming directors at NBC. Right. Um, and I just read that, you know, a couple hours before we decided to film or tape the podcast, Simon Cowell is now getting a lawyer um, as well regarding this. So. Wanted to get your thoughts, but Daddy, because I know I've been running my mouth along about this, but I know we have been talking a lot about the situation and just having to be a person of color in a situation, having to be the person to stick up for others and um, making that. And I know you were kind of in your feelings, too, when you read about it, right? I don't know if the word would be un, like in my feelings, but I, if I'm going to be honest about this subject, I'm going to have to come at it from truth. And I'm going to say it like this. Okay. When I first heard, and this is me being completely honest. When I first heard this allegation come off the Vulture interview, I'm not going to lie in my head. Maybe a couple of things were ruminating when I heard that, you know, Gabrielle Union and Julian Huff were, had left the program. I wasn't sure why. I just figured the first time I heard Gabrielle Union actually joining this program, I was thinking this isn't going to last long because Gabrielle Union does have a personality which is kind of strong. Also, yes, being married to Dwayne Wade, whatever. That being said, maybe I was watching a little bit too much of Deliver Us from Eva, <laughs> but <laughs> I admit somewhere in my mind I kind of put a little bit of up of this upon Gabrielle, but um, <clears throat> that that being said, I went into this, you know, trying my best to defend the producers and the talent that was on America's Got Talent. That being said, as I delved further into this story, the more and more I read about it, the more and more I actually did a little research of my own. And I started to realize that programs that are not only affiliated with NBC, but more importantly, those affiliated with Simon Cowell have had issues not only with him, but also the people that he employs. That being said, they all seem to have issues with female co-hosts. Oh, yeah. About gender, gender equity and also their size and dress and also their personalities and conflict with Mr. Cow. And from that point, I started to read more and more because as my wife has so dictated to me or said to me that there were these things, these stories are becoming more and more fluid, you know, from this point. And I started to learn more and more that 
irregardless of what uh, was going on with Gabriel Union, and I haven't heard much from Julian Huff, but a lot of the female co-hosts that may actually still be loyal to Simon Cowell or Howie Mandel or um, other former uh, players on America's Got Talent and some of these other programs have said that, yeah, working with Simon Cowell is problematic. And, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, those tight-ass shirts, but apparently, yeah, he's always <laughs> been problematic shirts. from the get-go. And <laughs> I actually started to think about maybe Gabrielle was right, and I've been proven that, yeah, Gabrielle probably was right. I'm not saying that, you know, without knowing everything that's going on because I wasn't there, that Gabrielle does have a strong personality, but working with the male talent on America's Got Talent, some of them good, some of them maybe not as great. And yeah, telling, you know, having people like Jay Leno come on and tell off-color jokes. I mean, I'm sure these things go on, but if she expressed to the management that this was problematic and this is the black backlash, excuse me, that may have come up from it, then yeah, we have a problem and the management of NBC, who has had sexual harassment problems for a while, has had to confront another issue now with this. So maybe the problem is the male culture in these programs that is leading to some of the female talent having to speak up and speak for their own. And I feel horrible about that now from where I started from before. Well, it's interesting you say that because I wanted to point out something. Um, Sharon Osbourne, who's now a host of the talk. Mm -hmm. um, She recently spoke out about this when this became an issue. So that um, recently when she was on the talk this past week, I think it was on Tuesday, Um, They had asked her about what she thought about Gabrielle Union's firing, and she straight up called it a boys club. So this is a quote um, from an article in Deadline, but this is what she said. She said, it's a boys club. Okay, it is. And the boys take care of each other, and the women are not paid as much as the men. I was on the show before Harry Mandel. I was one that helped put the show where it was. And she goes on to say that Simon owns the show, and at the time I was there, Simon was never on the show. But when the show was doing 16 million, 14 million, Feynman was never there. I just go back to Simon's shows like the X Factor that he brought to America. And then, like you said before, about how the men were judged differently than the women. Mm-hmm. And she points out with the X Factor, it was Simon, it was L.A. Reid, who was an older man. And in between them was Demi Lovato and Britney Spears. And these guys looked like two high rollers in Vegas who picked up a couple of kids. And she goes on to say, I told L.A. Reid and I told Simon, it's nothing I wouldn't say to their face. You look like two dirty old men. And excuse me, these are kids. They shouldn't be judging other kids, no matter how successful they are. And she goes on to say, because she was also tied with America's Got Talent. Um, and she was one of the original judges because she was on Britain's Got Talent mm-hmm. um, before they brought on Howie Mandel. She said, look, they brought Howie Mandel in. He got his home playing. I love Howie, and I don't begrudge anyone earning what they earn. 
But my old ass has been here building the show and I got an American's airline ticket and he's in a private plane. Um, so she hints that even the women make much less than the men um, that are on the show. And apparently this is by design uh, how the show is um, designed regarding these guys. Because think mm -hmm. about it. They've never cycled out, quote unquote, Howie Mandel. And this is not well, to say anything against Howie. I like Howie Mandel. I think he's funny. I've been a fan of his since he was on St. Elsewhere. And I was a little girl. Yeah. Didn't he private playing because he was a germaphobe? Well, okay. That's probably why, one. But seriously, Sharon Osbourne, remember at one point Sharon Osbourne was doing Britain's Got Talent and she was committing towards um, back and forth to do Britain's Got Talent and the talk? Yes. So you could have hooked a sister up back then because <laughs> she was easily doing double um, time work for them. And quite frankly, and I've to deal with Ozzy Osbourne. Well, no, that's a separate issue. She married into that. But mm -hmm. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that when you look at a lot of Simon Cowell's shows, I've never been a fan of like American Idol, you know that, um, and some of the other shows. But visually speaking, it does always did always have that appearance of these two older men and then these young hot women. But then again, if you look at the entertainment industry, that's kind of its stick, so to speak. So on one hand, I always thought it was sort of creepy, but that's just me. Yeah. Those so Simon Cowell and those five dollar wife beaters, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's another issue entirely. But I've heard from you know just a few people who worked with him as talent, even outside of AGT and some of the shows he produced. Because remember, for a long time, I guess he worked with some pretty popular like music groups and things like that, and that's how he got his claim to fame in Britain. But Mm -hmm. Even then, if you look at some of the musical acts he's kind of groomed, they always had this certain appearance as well. I just, I, I really am glad that people have come to Gabrielle's defense. Because I guess from some of the things that she has spoken out about, um, in fact, there's like this 10-year-old rapper that um, they were encouraged not to vote for because he's not someone that America can get behind. And that's hella problematic because I'm just like, why? Because he's a young black kid? I mean, what the hell? Why can't you not get behind someone who's talented? But as it turns out, he's okay because Tyler Perry gave him his own show. So, oh boy, is going to be fine. But the okay. point is the <clears throat> fact that this was allowed to just happen. And this is not the first season, apparently, this has happened. Um, and this has been a, a toxic environment behind the scenes and Gabrielle's just now bringing it to light with her firing. It really makes me sad because having worked in an environment like that and having to keep your mouth shut because you're just trying to feed your kids. Okay. You're just trying to put food on your table, especially working in entertainment where if you're like a stagehand, a production assistant, someone who works on the crew a lot of times that work is um, intermittent. You're not really promised another job right away. So mm -hmm. if you have a steady gig like America's Got Talent, you're going to do everything you can to keep it because you may not know once you get dropped from that show where you're going to work again. Yeah. So think about all the really messed up shit that those people have had to see and then have to like keep their mouth shut because they just want to feed their kids. Well, so the yeah. fact that Gabrielle kind of stuck her um, head out... I mean, she's going to be fine. I yeah, mean, she'll she's be fine. married to Dwayne Wade. She's 
um, girlfriend's getting paid for days. She'll be okay. But it's still kind of awful that you try to do the right thing and still lose your job. So, um, you don't want to catch those being married. You know, she's, she'll be all right. She's still got those being Mary Jane checks and whatever. But, oh, yeah. But girlfriend then, of course, is okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do feel for the people, you know, who do have to work on America's Got Talent because, like you said, you know, they are not guaranteed checks every, you know, for everything. But <clears throat> all you can say is do, do your best because, Sure as hell ain't gonna get like you know a job working for Jay Leno because well yeah. it's Jay Leno. Okay, don't get me started with Jay Leno. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, all I can say, people, is Jay Leno has never been my favorite person. Um, and this is even before he screwed over um Conan O'Brien out of the Tonight Show because I think that whole thing was kind of like I'm going to give you a show, but then I'm going to do a show before yours, and then my show is going to suck. So you're going to lose your lead in and then I want to get the show back that I didn't want to give up in the first place. Why put him through that? He like moved his family and everything to LA. That's so terrible. Now, I think um, he's still mad because he got bested by my alumnus. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a whole nother thing. Cause that's why I don't like him is how he treated um, David Letterman mm-hmm. um, and how he screwed Letterman out into the night show um, as well. So, the fact that Jay told a racist ass joke in 2019, I'm actually not surprised by that. <laughs> no, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm not gonna say anything about that because I'm not a Jay Leno fan. Except, dude, get a better line of jokes, okay? In 2019, no one's joking about dogs at a Korean restaurant. That's kind of shitty. Um, and for Gabrielle Union, I heard that she met with the producers in NBC, so hopefully they'll take that to light. And if nothing else, I just hope that in her absence, other people are empowered to speak up because I just keep thinking about that Asian stage crew member when Leno told that joke yes, and just having to like grin and bear it. And as people of color, we've all been in situations where we had to grin and bear it. Um, and so she is a perfect example of how using your privilege is the right thing to do. So I hope that other people will be empowered to do such a thing, to continue to make that show a better environment for everyone because that's just not cool. Right. So let's wrap things up and move on from, you know, toxic environments to American dot talent to my favorite pop culture story of the freaking week. <laughs> okay. Now I'm intrigued. And this is actually something that was just announced. Um, so Popeye's. Okay. Everyone, yeah, lots of people are fans of Popeye's and no one is a bigger fan of Popeye's than the Migos. So the Migos, if you're not familiar with them, there's this rap rap group. One of them, Offset, is married to Cardi B, so you probably know about that. I'm not going to talk about Offset, quote-unquote, being hacked this week and got caught cheating on Cardi B. I'm not going to go there. I hope that's okay. (laughs) I'm rooting for him because I love Cardi B. Not so much Offset, but I love Cardi B. Yeah, I'm not trying to get my ass whooped or get stomped (laughs) on by the Migos. Yeah, they look like they could take you out. No, they always look like they every <laughs> award show they show up at or every party they show up, somehow a fight breaks out. That is true. But the Migos are also my faves only because I love their rap snacks. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts before. If you're not familiar with pop, the rap snack, get your life. It's actually this snack food. There's like chips and popcorn and things like that and they're curated by flavors that are picked out by popular rappers 
And I love the Migos because the Migos, I feel, is my spiritual rap snack equivalent because all of their snacks have a dab of ranch in them. <laughs> and you know me, I'm obsessed with ranch dressing. Yeah. So the fact that they do that um, makes me love them. And this makes me love them all the more. So on Thursday, December 5th, um, food journalist um, Mike Jor- Jordan posted photos of Uber Eats' new Migo-centric um, Popeye's meal. So what happened is that the Migos love Popeye's so much, they rap about them in their um, music. They even have it as part of their tour writer, right? Mm-hmm. So in their okay. tour writer, they're required to have Popeye's included in every meal or every stop that they go to. So in order to celebrate them, Popeyes and Uber Eats teamed up with the Migos to introduce a Migos-related menu that you can only get through Uber Eats. Now, it's going on right now. I think it's through January, and you can actually get it both in the United States and then also in Canada. And I mention that because I've recently learned that we have a lot of listeners from the Gourmet Goober in Europe, particularly in Germany. Um, so... Guten Tag, everyone in Germany. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just want to say to you guys in Germany, sadly, you cannot get this Popeye meal, but it's pretty awesome. Plebeian. <laughs> so listen to that. That's not even German. <laughs> That's French. I European kids. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so there are four menu um, meals that you can choose from. The tour writer, the Quavo the takeoff and the offset. So the tour writer is when you want to get together with your homies, you want to eat, right? So it consists of, listen to this, 20 crispy chicken tenders, one large container of mashed potatoes and gravy, two large orders of fries, five biscuits, a gallon of lemonade, and a collection of their sauces. Hmm. And you can get that for $46.99. Okay. Now, the offset meal consists of eight bone-in chicken pieces, one large fry, one large mashed potato with gravy, and four biscuits for $21.99. Okay. Now, if it's just you and your partner, you can do the Quavo meal. And the Quavo meal, actually, I like this. This is actually pretty good. So you can get two chicken sandwiches, two regular fries, one regular mashed potatoes with gravy, Two apple pies and two small drinks for seventeen ninety nine, mm. and then if it's just you, you can do the takeoff. So that includes five chicken tenders, two sauces, one regular mashed potatoes, two biscuits, and one apple pie for nine ninety nine. Now you can get it exclusively, and again, it's just through Uber Eats. So um, you have to order directly to Uber Eats to take advantage of this, and it's from December sixth through oh January second. So it is through January. Um, and the partnership actually came after Quavo. Listen to this. <laughs> the partnership came after Migos members Quavo attempted to capitalize on the initial Popeye's chicken sandwich wave back in August. Makes sense. So what he did, he was actually reselling the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Remember I told you there was like a Migos member who was like buying a bunch of Popeye's chicken sandwiches, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was reselling them to nice. people. So they caught wind of it, right? And so they gave him their own meal. So, first of all, let me just say, 
epic. <laughs> I give them, yes, yeah, status points for being able to kind of game into it. Yeah. As someone who appreciates a good side hustle, to be able to turn to reselling Popeye chicken sandwiches out of your car to get your own Popeye meal, that, that is the shit. I'm thinking of like homework. That is goals. Up, like, I'm thinking of him coming up with like a, you know, like a random big old truck. Like a big old SUV just rolling up, like, you know, some random place. Can you imagine Quavo's yeah. like, hey, what a sandwich? Hey, hey, I know what you ain't got, you know, <laughs> there's a big old line for sandwiches <laughs> over there, so thus, I could hook you up. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yo, aren't you Quavo? Yeah, what about it? What the sandwich or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only dude's got garbage down the way. <laughs> so. What do you think about that? Because I'm sorry, I just think that's goals. I no, love I'm, that I'm so much. I'm dude's property. <laughs> like, I'm down with the prospect because you, you sure as hell wasn't getting there on Sunday at uh, Chick Fil A. Yes. I'm just saying the Chick Fil A people. I don't see them making a deal with the Migos. I'm just saying, and KFC, you know, too slow to come up. So yeah, Popeyes is just winning every day with this whole prospect. You know, when you even got the Migos, like, you know, doing dirt for you. And who's making money off this? The investors of Popeyes. That is true. So, I first of all, if you're the actress who plays Chicken Annie on the commercials, I hope you're getting a hell of a raise. You just deserve it for just hanging around and just being part of this madness, one. Yes. But then, two, oh, my God. Popeyes is like totally winning and they're not even trying if you think about it. No. Because again, I just found this out. They're putting more like work into their shade than they are like actual, you know, marketing. Oh, their yeah. marketing is like almost free. Yeah, think about how much marketing um, power they got this year without having to spend a single dollar. First with the craziness of the chicken sandwich and then having the Migos love your stuff so much that Quavo tries to resell your chicken sandwich for $1,000. Did you know he was trying to sell it for $1,000, the sandwich? Just a sandwich? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say some words that I need to say. <laughs> you know what? This is starting to come out like, basically, I'm starting to think that Popeyes is like, you know, the Colombian dealers. Man. They're like, <laughs> And you got people like, you know, doing your dirt on the street for you. <laughs> Literally almost for free. They're getting like a one, two dollar, like up, you know, I guess thousand dollar uptake. But and, unlike you know, Black Twitter, Lisa yeah. Quavo and the Migos are getting paid for promoting it. Because yeah. think about it. They got this curated meal from Popeye. <laughs> I just can't imagine buying it. Okay. The only way that I can justify paying a thousand dollars for the sandwich is knowing that you bought it from like a famous rapper. No, no. No. You could literally right now have <laughs> So there's have, no rapper you would pay a thousand to get a chicken sandwich from. I don't know. Not not big Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, not, you know, let's just lip like you know LL Cool J. No, no. I pay a thousand for LL. No, no, I don't think you would. Because <laughs> yeah. you ain't getting that you ain't getting that thousand from me. <laughs> or you you know, or from your paycheck. No, no. Nothing from LL, nothing from Joe or Ludacris or what? No, no. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, no thousand dollar chicken sandwiches. I don't care who it comes from. 
Uh-huh. We don't get down like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, if you guys want to hook up and try the Cravo um, Offset Takeoff um, Tour Rider um, meals from Popeye's, you can just go to Uber Eats. I'm sure you can get it in the app and order that. But remember, it's only available in the United States and Canada and only through January the 2nd. Now, while I'm at, I'm thinking I should have me a, you know, a T.O. meal. Like, you know, a Big Daddy T.O. meal. What would be in it? What would be in it? Yeah. Well, you know, we got to start off with some... I don't need a chicken sandwich. You know, if I I put together the T.O. meal, I would like to put together a nice order of chicken tenders. An order of, like, you know, the good Cajun fries. I'm not going to do the red beans and rice, but you, you can't have a good Popeye's meal without the biscuits and... What the hell? Toss in a Diet Pepsi on that. I was with you to the Diet Pepsi part. <laughs> I don't care if you have a Pepsi with it. Just a Pepsi product as such. I don't know what my meal would be. But I have to say, I, I really like the meals they have. Do they have crawfish at Popeye's? Nah, actually, no, they don't. Not anymore. Okay. The one in Louisiana does. They have a... They have a different menu. In the What's on the gourmet goober like, you know, rider here? Come on now. Give us some good. Um, I think they should come straight out of New Orleans. Like, I think the gourmet goober meal, let me take a stab at this. It should come with like two chicken sandwiches. I think they should bring back a special thing of crawfish. And as opposed to biscuits, I think they should have a little in with Cafe Du Monde and put them, uh, what's them little things? Put beignets on that piece. We just dapped over that. Yeah. With a thing of Oh my like god, lemonade. you know me. And yeah. you know what's missing? The dip for the crawfish? Okay. Cajun ranch. Oh good lord. <laughs> Double dab. Oh my god, my husband knows me. <laughs> oh my god, you had me in beignets. <laughs> beignets and crawfish. Beignets and crawfish. <laughs> yeah, that would totally be my writer, actually. The gourmet goober meal. Come on, Popeyes, y'all, y'all got some coming in now. <laughs> I'm giving y'all a hookup. And Look, this is I'm waiting for my for... collaboration. I'm just giving it to you for free. <laughs> yeah, that's another free, you know, free advertisement from the gourmet goober podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, <laughs> do you think this will inspire other um, people to like? do like meal collaborations because i think this is brilliant honestly this has got to be the best marketing ever popeye's like one one 2019 foodie wise i'm thinking of like the the snoop dog meal oh my god it'll just be nothing but munchies it'll be nothing but munchies but i'm <laughs> i'm guarantee that the chicken won't be fried it'll be smoked <laughs> you know what honestly he should do a partnership with like um no, but Jack in a Box, because you can get anything at Jack in a Box. Yeah, Remember we true. talked about it last week. So Plus you get that all night. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, get on that Jack in a Box. Get the hookup with Snoop Dogg. That would be a good partnership. <laughs> so look, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we return, we're going to close out the podcast as we do every podcast talking about the best thing we ate this week. So you're listening to The Gourmet Goober, and we will be right back. Oh. 
Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com backslash gourmet goober and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audible.com slash gourmet goober to start today. Hey, Audible's content is amazing. It includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainment. You gotta check it out. It's amazing. So to download your free audiobook today, Go to audibletrial.com backslash gourmet goober. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash gourmet goober for your free audiobook. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And T Outlaw. And you're listening to the Gourmet Goober. And we are wrapping up our podcast as we do every podcast by talking about the best thing we ate this week. That's where we share some of the restaurants, some of the places. Um, and spaces that we found some really great um, stuff, and we thought that you should try it out. So, as always, we usually start this segment with Big Daddy and talking about some of the best things that he's had to eat this week. So, what do you want to share this week? Well, I could be greedy and speak on the smoked ribs that I had a couple days ago that I got down on. Those were good. Oh, that's right. I put in work here. This was so good, yeah. Yes. I did my thing. But no, this uh, this week, the best thing I ate this week, uh, usually I do uh, take a little trip to Elephant and Castle from time to time in the loop on Wabash. And I try to pick up a little poutine for uh, little mom over here. <laughs> uh, she does like that poutine, but since we were playing it, uh, a little healthier, at least she is. I went across the street and I partook of a nice little spot in the loop called the Emerald Loop, and you, which usually has um, Irish fare, you know, nice, uh, nice little Chicago hookup. But I went down south with it at Emerald Loop, and I had the Hickory Burger. Which has brisket, has nice onions, has a good Angus flair, uh, sorry, Angus uh, meat flair to it. Oh, it was quite tasty and sumptuous. Oh, it was very, very tasty. So, yeah, Emerald Loop was the best thing I ate this week. Hickory Burger, pub fries, off the um, chain. Let me just say that. I don't know if you remember, but remember when I used to work at that university that wasn't very far from Emerald Loop, mm -hmm. and you would come and join me at lunch, and we would eat there, right? And we would always get the burgers. So I can totally vouch the burgers are amazing, although I haven't had the one with the brisket. So I'm going to have to try that whenever I'm in the area, but oh my gosh, that sounds really, really good. Yes. <laughs> And as always, everyone, um, if you're new to the podcast um, and you want to just say like, hey, I want to remember some of these places they talk about, just know that you can always find them in the show notes. So I'll include that. And it'll usually be a link to the website if they're available, as well as details about where it is. So my choice for the best thing I ate this week, and I had a lot of places that I could kind of choose from. Um um, one of the things that I could um, 
definitely say it's a runner-up. And this is probably going to be a surprise to you. Okay. Um, in Maryville, they opened up their very first poke place. And, you know, I tried the poke, and I wasn't that impressed, right? Um, but oh, Okay, poke for you. Um, the poke was just okay. Okay. Pokey <laughs> um, pokey was okay. But for some reason, I was in Maryville earlier this week, and I was nearby. And so I just, I was originally going to go to Portillo's, but the line in Portillo's was just crazy long. Um, so my runner-up choice, because I do this when I can't decide between the two, would be at um, Pokemon, because believe it or not, they now serve ramen. And you know I'm like a sucker for tonkatsu ramen. Okay. Um, that's the ramen, and usually they serve it with like um, pork belly, and there's usually like a ramen, like soft-boiled egg, and um, just really great noodles. It comes with this really thick um, um, pork-based sauce, um, mm. the tonkatsu sauce. I mean, tonkatsu broth is what I meant to say. And they nailed it. It was so good. Nailed it. Um, so, um, I know if you're over the border, ramen is just like plentiful, like really good ramen places. And really good ramen is different than the stuff you can get in the grocery store. I'm talking like a really rich broth soup, um, like the type they eat in Japan and elsewhere. Um, and if you're an in, usually to get decent ramen, it used to be in Chicago and you have to cross over the border into Chicago. And there's one place I would send anyone and that's strings. Strings is amazing, mm. but it's great to know that there's great ramen here and the region. <laughs> um, so I would definitely recommend that, but, my absolute winner for the best thing I ate this week. Okay. Going back to what we had talked about in the first segment, there is this little restaurant also in Maryville, Indiana. And again, I'll show the link. Um, that is, well, it's not a true restaurant. Okay. It's, it's, um, it's hard to describe. It's like, was it like a dive? No, no. It's like a grocery store. It's, it's technical hmm. name is the seafood market. And when you walk in, I was totally confused. It was the place to have the mukbang video mukbang. on the, on the um, flat screen TV. Okay. So when you walk in, <laughs> you see, um, like, um, you know, when you go in a grocery store and you go in a deli section and they have, like, the display of meats and stuff, only seafood, right? And then um, if you look to your left, there's, like, this little um, shelf. Um, shelving system and it has like cereal on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say cereal? Yeah, like they had like Honey Nuts Cheerios <laughs> and one of the um, things behind the counter, there's eggs and there's like a carton of milk you could buy. So I was like totally confused. I was like, is this a grocery store? Is this like what is this place? So mm. I go in the lady said, oh, you would you like a menu? And she hands me this menu. And so what it is, is you can get, they just, they sell produce, they sell um, dairy products, frozen food, cakes. But their main thing they sell is seafood um, at this place called Fisherman's Island. And you can get your seafood um, raw or they prepare all the seafood for you. Most people get it prepared. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the thing. They don't fry any seafood. 
you cannot get anything fried. So it's either steamed or baked, right? And they have this huge selection. And so it's everything from, you know, jumbo prawn to snow crab. Um, you can get lobster. You can get whiting, salmon, scallops. They even do crawfish, which is awesome. Uh-huh. And so you can get them individually by the pound and half pound, or they have these com combos that are really reasonable. So um, all the combos come with, or everything comes with three sides, broccoli, corn, and potatoes, right? And then for the combo, like, for example, the one I got, I got the, uh, what was it? The half pound, oh, no, I got the snow crab cluster, um, crab lake cluster, and a fish, um, just like steamed fish. So I got tilapia with it. And first of all, it was really, really reasonable. So for one snow crab cluster and a half pound of fish, it was only $17.99. Okay. So, um, so it was really, really, um, reasonable okay. in terms of pricing and you get a lot like the snow crab leg that I got was huge. It was okay. It wasn't like big as what you see in the mukbang <laughs> videos, but they were pretty substantial. Um, and the tilapia, um, Everything was really well seasoned. It wasn't too salty. Um, they steamed the snow crab. They baked the tilapia. Um, but yeah, you can get all sorts of amazing things. Um, I'm actually kind of impressed with it. <clears throat> As you said, the freshness of it, especially with it being, you know, the only water body we have is like Lake Michigan. Right, right, exactly. And I have to say, it was perfect. Everything was just really, really delicious. I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, they had this incredible butter um, that they seasoned that goes with it, so you can dip the crab legs in. I, I got to tell you, I, I just inhaled all of it. <laughs> Goodness. I intended to save some of the tilapia for you. Nah, that didn't happen. <laughs> I just inhaled it all. It was so good. And I, I just, I cannot recommend this place enough. It's sort of this out-of-the-way place. You probably would never think to stop in it. But the really cool thing is they just opened, they said, maybe about a month ago. Mm. And they're just been quietly killing it on the seafood end. So if you are in the region, if Northwest Indiana, and you want to try really great seafood, that's surprising. Everything is takeout, so you can't sit in there and eat. Um, but trust me, you'll get entertained by the mukbang <laughs> video <laughs> and that plays there nonstop. And yeah, I, I cannot recommend it enough. So Fisherman's Island is my choice for the best thing I ate this week. Okay. I like that. That's tight. Okay. So you have um, lis been listening to the episode of the Gourmet Goober. Oh, one more thing. Are we going to record one more episode since this is the holiday season? Would you like for us to record <laughs> one more episode for the holiday during the holiday season? Yeah, because we um, have been super busy, as as you can imagine, as a lot of people are this time of year. 
Um, so I know that in between, you know, me trying to get grants and everything wrapped up for the end of the year and at the same time, me um, turning older. <laughs> yes. Big daddy's birthday is coming. Yeah. Can so I, can I reveal? Play. No, no, I don't think you can. No, no, I'm not going to reveal how old this, the fact that you're a Christmas baby. Yes, I am a Christmas baby. Yes, Big Daddy is a Christmas baby, you guys. <laughs> Which I am just really, really psyched about. So usually the holidays is a busy time. So um, the reason why I brought this up is that um, we were talking about taking a break for the holidays. Yes. And then coming back in January. I'm thinking about it very seriously now. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at the point of did not play old. <laughs> no, see, I wasn't going to say old, but. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it for you. I'm like Danny Glover. I'm too old. <laughs> so with that in mind, I, I believe this may be the last um, new episode of the Gourmet Goober for the year. Um, however, don't worry, because. We have have something really cool planned for you guys, for those who are regular listeners. Um, yeah, I'm going to dance on top of the <laughs> table here with the lampshade. We are going to do that, probably, but you're not going to be able to hear the audio. Sorry, there will be no video of that. Thank goodness. However, what I was going to say was um, the Gourmet Goover podcast has been something that we have been working on for quite a while. And we um, actually, for those of you who've been reading the blog for a while, you know that we have some older episodes. Um, we call them goober bites of some of our culinary adventures that we took um, before we formally launched the podcast. So I still have some of those audio nuggets. So we may release um, them over the holiday break so that you can hear some of our other things we did before we took the podcast national. and. Um, if we do, I'll post them on our um, homepage, The Gourmet Goober, and put them in the RSS feed so you'll be able to hear it. Okay. Tight. Um, otherwise, we will be back in early January for a new episode of The Gourmet Goober, and as always, we'll go back to our bi-weekly schedule. Yeah, good Lord willing. <laughs> so where can they find you online? Once again, you can find me online at on Twitter. At T Outlaw, that's T O U T L A W, and on Instagram at T Outlaw Josie Wells. You can find us, um, or me rather, online at JJ Outlaw, and always we have our Instagram page and now IGT um, V um, channel as well under Gourmet Goober. And of course, you can always drop us a line at the Gourmet Goober gmail.com. For those of you who support the podcast as well, just know you can also leave us a voicemail um, through our Anchor um, connection. So there should be a link in the show notes on how to do that as well. Mm -hmm. And if you want to support independent media, just as a reminder, we do have our new shop. <laughs> Come on, give us that hookup. <laughs> and that's located at shop.spreadshirt.com backslash plum good. Um, P-L-U-M-G-O-O-D-E. So for all of us here at the Gourmet Goober, we hope that you have a wonderful holiday and we will catch you on the other side of 2020 in January. Get that red cup out. <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll see you soon.